reconfirm. Jabo. Beautiful, said Bishop, with feeling. I rather like it myself, said Carstairs. Very promising indeed. Aristotle, Bishop mused and shook his head. I'd really begun to believe the man invisible, you know? All these assassinations, and no one's ever noticed him in the crowd or come up with a description. How does he do it? It took us four months just to learn he has a code name, and he's still a faceless, nameless Mr. X. He may have the reputation of being invisible, said Carstairs, but damn it, he's not supernatural. He pulled an atlas and a pile of maps from his desk drawer and began sorting through them. Eventually, somebody's had to refer to him through channels accessible to us, and it's possible that finally, at long last, he pushed aside the atlas and began on the maps. Here we are, he said abruptly. Take a look at this. Central Africa in detail. The two men bent over the map of Zambia, and Carstairs pointed. There's Kafue National Park, 22,500 square kilometers in size, 600 varieties of game. Note the names of the safari camps. Bishop read aloud. Ngomo, Moshi, Kafwala, and Chunga. He glanced at Bennett's message and nodded. Do Kafue Park Chunga. Chunga Camp, that would mean. I must say it's a rare day when something falls this neatly into our laps. It hasn't yet, Carstairs reminded him. But it's certainly an exhilarating possibility. He leaned back in his chair, his face thoughtful. We do know a few things about our mysterious Aristotle. We know, first of all, that he's a mercenary, up for hire to whoever bids the highest price. Look at his record. Malaga was a liberal in Costa Rican politics, and Massag in France was a communist. There was that uh, British chap, Hastings, wasn't it, who was making some headway in Ireland on negotiations when he was assassinated, and the colonel in Peru, whose politics were strictly middle of the road. And then, of course, there was Pete. His face tightened. Our agents may be fair game these days, but no man deserves to be shot as he walks out of church with a bride on his arm. No, sir, said Bishop. However, there's just one point. Something bothering you? Bishop was frowning. Very much so. Now that I've caught my breath. What I mean is, a safari? An assassin going on safari? We also know, continued Carstairs, appearing to ignore this, that Aristotle is intelligent. He has a strong instinct for survival, and he's a complete loner, or someone would have talked long ago. Tell me, Bishop, he said, leaning forward and pointing a pencil at him. If you were Aristotle, how would you negotiate your assignments? How would you make contact with your next employer? How would I... Bishop was silent, considering this. Russian tea house, he said at last, flippantly. Turkish bath. A funicular railway in the Swiss Alps. I see your point, sir. Tricky. Very, very tricky. And probably a hell of a lot more dangerous for him than actually shooting down politicians. 
Exactly. It's this touch that encourages me very much. Damn clever idea, choosing a safari. It's perfect for a rendezvous. He'd have the chance to look over his potential employer before identifying himself. And then it gives them both plenty of leisure to haggle over terms and price. He'd be far removed from cities, with access to a wide area in case negotiations blow up. And what better protective cover than a small group moving through remote bush country? The man definitely has a flair for the artistic. You sound as if you're painting a portrait. One has to, Carstairs pointed out, and then crawl inside it and puzzle out what he'll do next. And at that stage, you've pretty well got your man, Bishop. Do we share this with Interpol? Carstairs shook his head. No, definitely not. We first insert one of our own people into that safari. If we can find